part of Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. Spoiler alert, when this podcast talks about the books of his dark materials, it does so in the context of the most recent book. And when it talks about the television show on the BBC and HBO, it does so in the context of the most recent episode. You've been warned. You're listening to The Dust, a His Dark Materials podcast. It's been so long since I've been on this feed. I hope I remember how to do this. Welcome to The Dust, a podcast dedicated to His Dark Materials and to, of course, Philip Pullman's book series that relate to that. As you all know and have heard from every other podcast, a trailer finally hit at New York Comic Con. Kind of a teaser trailer. It also hit HBO Max, and it's a wonderful trailer full of lots of little insights. If you have read The Amber Spyglass, which is the conclusion to the series, this will also be the final season of the television show. Although, as I understand it, as we all know, Philip Pullman has a second series around Lyra called The Book of Dust, and there is a possibility that we might get a TV adaptation of that series as well. Not sure how they would handle the first book, which is Lyra as a Baby. Not sure if Daphne Keene would return to resume the role of Lyra as she's older in the second book. It's all possibilities, although I'm not really going to put a whole lot of faith into this simply because of the takeover of Discovery and Warner Brothers, that merger, whatever happened. When you see Chip and Joanna Gaines as the lead teaser on the HBO Max banner at the top, you get a little worried that you're going to see series that haven't got as much recognition as like a house of the dragon or other shows like that if those kind of things get greenlit now that doesn't mean that bbc might not do it bbc may very well do these kinds of things it's just a question of whether hbo will continue their partnership with bbc for one and whether they will pick up as much of the bbc new materials for two and it's all speculation and it's all very dependent i believe on us continuing to watch all those episodes of his dark materials on hbo max or hbo on demand or however you're getting the hbo content discovery will continue to put up shows like chip and joanna Gaines in lieu of what i consider to be good television Unless we make our presence known to them, we must get out there. We must rewatch seasons one and two. I'm planning on doing that before the new season airs on December 5th on HBO Max. I have no idea what you folks at the BBC are going to be doing regarding this series, but I do know that we will be getting two episodes a week starting on December 5th, so that it's all wrapped up by the end of the year. Again, this feels very much like either HBO or the parent Discovery Company just want to get this over with, which I feel, of course, is very, very unfortunate. Something else that is unfortunate for you guys, 
who want to dig into all the shots looking at it through a book perspective, I don't have Holly here with me. And I will not discuss any kind of spoilers without her here with me and without giving you a clear delineation of show-only people and book reader people because we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to spoil anybody. Heck, maybe even me just talking about the fact that there's another series and what age Lyra is in those may have been a spoiler. If so, I apologize. You will not have to do anything except hear a literal interpretation of what I'm seeing in the trailer this time around. That is the unfortunate part. The fortunate part is that Holly will return to podcast about the series and she will even return sometime in the near future to give a spoiler filled discussion with all of the references to the Amber Spyglass that are in this particular trailer. I will be explaining some things that might seem a little bit odd to you, but I will try not to do it in a spoilery way. We're going to try to get more of your influence in our podcast this final season and then decide what we're going to do. Obviously, there won't be anything else to cover television-wise. And our friends over at Girls Gone Canon have already done such an exquisite job of covering the book series. Not sure what the future of this podcast is going to be. But fortunately for you, we will be here reviewing both episodes that air on HBO each week to brighten your holiday days and nights. And we need your help. We're going to be doing our three words again. If you want to submit what's worse questions, we want to hear them from you. And you say, that's just fantastic, Matt. I would love to contribute to your community. But how the heck do I do that? There are several ways. Some of them have changed. I just want to make sure that you have all of the new information. Naturally, you can find our podcast all over the place, wherever you get your audio content. Don't forget that our reviews will be on YouTube as well. They appear on the Double P Media YouTube channel. So get over there and subscribe now. You're already getting great House of the Dragon coverage from the Joffrey of Podcasts there. You're getting great coverage of Star Wars shows from Parsec Passion there. I participate in a podcast called Bustin' Blockbusters, which airs there that covers all of the big franchises. We covered Lord of the Rings recently. We covered Wheel of Time last year. With Bubba and Catfish, I covered The Last Kingdom and Babylon Berlin. A new season of Babylon Berlin is coming up. And Bubba does these great murder mystery podcasts as well, where he covers shows that are murder mysteries, like Only Murders in the Building, which gets a lot of traction over there. And they're going to be covering Magpie Murders, which is on PBS starting this week. So there's no reason not to go over there and subscribe. I've talked enough, but I haven't given you the URL yet. Go to youtube.com slash C slash the word double, the letter P, the word media, all put together, double P media over there. And if you ever want to complain about the bosses who sponsor this podcast, which is double P media, you can tweet to Bubba or Catfish at the word double the letters PHQ. As for this podcast, we want you to tweet directly to us by tweeting to at the dust podcast, the word the, the word dust, the word podcast, all put together at the dust podcast. Now, here's the thing that I think has changed. 
we're no longer using the email address with the dust in it simply because I have so many podcasts and so many emails to try and keep track of. I'm consolidating everything into one email address. Remember this email address if you have deep thoughts that take more than, you know, 200 some odd characters on Twitter and you don't want to do a whole bunch of replies to yourself or tweet threads. You will want to send emails to Matt's audio blog at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-S audio blog at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-S, the word audio, the word blog, all strung together because I don't put any hyphens or anything in any of these, at gmail.com. That's the email to contact us through from this point forward. And again, I it's been so long since I've been on this feed, I can't even remember if I had already changed that or if it's always been that. But I just want to make sure that you are sending your emails to the proper place so that we can share your feedback, that we can share your thoughts and such. Once again, remember that we are all over the place. And what we need you to do is to rate our podcast to share our podcast because sharing our podcast is sharing the love and to leave written reviews covering things that you either do love about this podcast or don't love about this podcast. For this final season, we want to have as big a community as is possible. And the only way we can do that is if more people notice our podcast and start listening and hear all of this contact information that I just gave you. So please share the podcast and leave written reviews wherever you can, especially Apple Podcasts. I know that that's a hard thing to do sometimes with your phone, but you can still do it pretty easily with iTunes as long as you know your Apple ID. I think everybody knows their Apple ID now. Everybody has an iPhone. So you should be able to use your Apple ID to sign in to iTunes and leave us a written review and be honest because we want to hear what we can improve on, even in this final season. And as I usually do, I've rambled and rambled and rambled and haven't gotten to the point. The point is, we do have a new trailer to talk about. So once again, in a spoilery-free manner, we will discuss it this time around, and then Holly and I will return sometime in the very near future to discuss it in relation to the book The Amber Spyglass, and what we can glean from the trailer, or perhaps new trailers will come out between now and then. Hopefully not. I'm having a hard time keeping up with everything as it is. But we will talk about the trailer now. If you don't want to know anything about any of that stuff, thanks for listening to this point. We're getting into discussing it in three, two, one. Why are you still here if you don't want to know? Okay, here we go. In the very first shot, we have, looks like, Lyra, Pan, Will, and someone else walking down a hallway. What can we conclude from this shot in relation to what we know from Season 2? Well, obviously, the last time we saw Lyra, she was in a suitcase, and Will was not around. So that must get resolved at some point. We also hear Marissa Coulter saying, There are forces out there, Lyra. So this is obviously a time when they're still together when she says this. There's an awful lot of color desaturation, I suppose you could say in this shot. It feels very sterile. 
The entire trailer feels like it has a darker tone to it for the most part, except for a couple of shots where you're clearly outside. Obviously, there can be guesses as to who the other person is with them. They're blonde. They have their hair back in a bun. And as I have one of the screenshots paused, as I look at it, it almost looks like I can see a bear's face in the back of the head. Uh, It's just the way that the shadows and the bun is doing it or creating that illusion. As Marissa continues by saying that you can't begin to understand, we see a shot of something that looked a lot like the door that Lyra passed through to get to Chitakaze. But this time we're seeing that Azrael and Stelmaria are there and they appear to be very much outside. I'm not sure where they are, but this door appears right in front of them. And Azrael actually gives a laugh, a giggle almost, as if he's delighted to see it. We know he passed through there at some point or right at the end of season one. Are we doing a flashback here to see him come through? The fact that the door appears right away to me indicates that more doors are being created or that he's created a new door. He seems very pleased with what he's done. It seemed to have shocked Stelmaria a little bit when it first appeared. This is followed by a shot of Lyra and Will standing kind of in profile. Gosh, Daphne Keene looks a lot older. Amir Wilson looks pretty much the same. It appears to me that at least in this shot, she's she's wearing the same outfit that she's wearing the shot in the hall. I'm not sure how many outfit changes Lyra will have. And then we have a shot of Marissa and her monkey, everybody's favorite monkey, Demon that we all know Mrs. Coulter abuses sometimes because it's kind of like self-abuse. And then we get to a shot of her saying to Lyra. So this is a point where they are together. Also, Lyra is dressed in something different. She's dressed in something purple, whereas before it was more of a maroon. Her hair looks different. So there's obviously some time that's happening here that might be closer to the end of season two, as opposed to the first shot that we saw of her where her hair's different. She looks more poised. But in this shot, Marissa tells her directly, I know you won't believe me, and continues with, but I am doing this for you. And then we see a shot of Pan changing into a bird as it appears that Will, and I think that's Lyra there as well, are going across this almost barren, and is that steam flowing out? No, it's a tree. The one lone living thing in the ground there. The ground looks kind of sandy, kind of rocky. And then we get an overhead view. I don't know if this is the place where they were at or not, but it's an overhead view of kind of a cliff face, kind of a rocky beach looking place. Before the scene shifts to seeing a shot of Azrael and Serafina walking towards an open area out of almost like a hangar. They've got a third guy with them. And I love this guy. He used to play Echo on Lost. At least I think that's Adewale. And then I think it's Azriel's voice saying, I am gathering the greatest from every world. During the course of that, the area that they're walking out to seemingly has a bunch of floating beings. 
these look like witches to me. I don't think they're angels. I think angels are supposed to be a little more luminous. So it would appear that Serafina has gathered an army. And again, I think it's Azrael saying, I have ga- I am gathering the greatest. And we get this great reveal shot of Ruta Scotti. She does not look very happy. Or at very least, she looks determined. Love that Ruta Scotti, the witch, is back. And whoever that voice is says they've gathered the greatest from every world. And we see Mrs. Coulter, first her heels, and then we get a, a shot of her walking into a place that really gives me magisterium vibes. And as we see that shot, the whole sentence is, I'm gathering, gathering the greatest from every world, once again. And then we see a shot of Yorick. Will is with him. There's a bunch of men standing around. It looks like York has just taken care of somebody. He's surrounded by all of these other people who are holding weapons like they're going to do any good against York, right? And once again, I believe that it is Azrael who is continuing, and he says, to help me wage war. And we have a profile shot of Will and a being standing beside him, and then they look at each other. I believe that is an angel, ladies and gentlemen. We have seen an angel in this trailer already. And then there is a shot of Mary Malone. As we know, she traveled to Chittagatse in the last season, but I'm not sure that that's where she is now. I mean, the area where she's standing looks like this, almost like those huge redwoods out in California, just huge tree. I can't even give it a perspective really on how high up she is in the tree because she appears to be walking on this huge branch of a tree. Remember she was finding little signs of what she was being told by angels before near the end of the season two. So where is she at now? She is looking up. Love her hat. The trees in the background seem very big also. So I think it's safe to say Mary Malone has found wherever it is the angels were leading her to. Then there's this shot of all of these soldiers. They appear to be looking up at something as the camera kind of pans around. Are these magisterium soldiers? I mean, we just heard what I think was Azrael say he's gathering a great army. Are they part of his army? I'm going to suspect the former. And then this character being played by Adewale is asking someone, I presume Azrael, Tell me who this war is really against. And then a quick shot of a specter taking somebody out while soldiers that are uniformed exactly the same as what we saw in that pan shot are pointing weapons. Probably pretty uselessly. Specters are pretty quick. And Adewale continues saying, and what you want from us. And there we have a shot of Lyra and Will There's mountains and cliffs in the background. They're turning towards, or at least Lyra is turning towards the camera. It seems to be nighttime. They're wearing the same clothes as they were in the, I think, the hallway shot and in the shot of them in profile earlier in the trailer. Once again, I don't imagine they've had much of an opportunity to change clothes, so they may be dressed like this for most of the season, so I can't place it chronologically. It is nighttime. The lighting is weird. It looks like there's moonlight on that cliff. And then we have a shot of Azrael. I think it's him flipping the switches and adjusting whatever the pitch control or whatever 
of some kind of device that he's in. It's propeller driven. You can see the propeller spinning in the background, almost like a sideways helicopter. He's concentrating very hard and the machine comes to seems to come to life even more as he opens his eyes. And then we have this character that Adewale is playing, whose name I don't have yet or any indication of in this trailer. Looks like he's talking to Azrael again, and he says, try not to die. And Azrael kind of laughs it off. And then I think we see the ship or whatever this craft is that Azrael was in streaking across the sky over the sea uh, to the point where it's, I mean, it's emitting some kind of great energy as well. And it either starts to move so fast that it gets over the landscape out of our view really quick, or it disappears completely. Is that possible? We then get a title card saying the epic series returns, and then a lovely shot of some mountains with snow on them. You can see snow covered all over the place. Is this possibly York's homeland? Not certain. I may just be linking that because in the next shot, we see Lyra and York reuniting, her giving him a hug. During that same time, Mrs. Coulter is saying, many times I've tried to save her from danger, so now she's obviously not talking to Lyra, and we do see who she's talking to after the Lyra-York hug. She says it's cost me everything, although we don't really see him yet. We just see the back of his head, and then we have a shot of Coulter in handcuffs then we get the reveal of who mrs coulter is talking to it's will and he is asking her what could be more dangerous than you the shot pans out and we do see that it is mrs coulter who's in handcuffs and then we see i believe it's an angel but something is being done to it it's being force fed a lot of energy or perhaps being restrained and we hear Mrs. Coulter's response to Will's question saying the truth. So the truth could be more dangerous than her. And as that is happening, there's more of that energy flowing. And then we get a, another title card saying based on the global bestsellers and a shot of a boat that looks an awful lot like the boat that Lyra tra traveled to the north in the first season. Probably not the same boat, but it certainly looks very similar. And then we hear Lyra speak. When I was asleep, Roger spoke to me. And then we hear Roger's voice saying Lyra as we see a shot of Lyra seemingly in that same purple outfit that she was in when she was talking to Mrs. Coulter. Although this may be some kind of dream state because she looks like she's asleep. Although also maybe not because in the next shot as she's turning around hearing Roger's voice, her hair seems a lot longer. And come to think of it, I think there was a little more blue in that outfit that Lyra was wearing earlier. And then we hear, I think it's Lyra saying this, I can feel death in there. And in that shot, it seems like there's an awful lot of people standing around. And I think that's Lyra and Will standing at this great rock formation. So let's talk about this. We actually heard Roger's voice at the very beginning of season two with Lyra. Now, we know that he died in season one. We also saw him in the very in post credits scene at the end of season two. This being, of course, in the state that Lyra was being kept asleep by Mrs. Coulter somehow and in a suitcase. 
So where is it that Lyra and Will are at here? It looks very weird, kind of creepy. The people are moving very weirdly, although there are some torches there, it seems like. And we hear Lyra finish I Can Feel Death in there. Uh, She's outside, and she's probably talking to Will. Again, all of this looks very devoid of light. There is color in it, but it seems devoid of light. And then there is this great creature that flies down, seemingly in the same place that we saw before by the great rock. It flies down and lands, and people are scattering or are scared. And then we see it face-to-face with Lyra, and it snarls at her. So what does this all mean? What is this creature? Is it perhaps some kind of guardian of the place? She says she can feel death in there too. And putting it all together with the Roger and everything, is she trying to get to Roger? Is that what she's doing? And this creature is guarding the place? Perhaps that is the case. We get another title card saying, The Extraordinary Final Chapter. And we get a shot of a city. Obviously, this is Lyra's world because we can see a Zeppelin. I get kind of a Switzerland kind of vibe from this city as well. And then we hear Ruta Scotti saying the authority, they have a power. And we get a shot of her. And then it turns to a shot of Father McPhail. So he's back this season putting on this very lovely purple robe. It looks like he's got you know, the usual magisterium richness all about him. He seems to have a lot more purpose. It's at that point that Rudiscotti says that they have a weapon far greater than their comprehension. And we have a shot of another gentleman here. Pretty good looking gentleman. But is she referring to him as the great weapon? Or is that what the trailer is trying to tell us? I will give this away, just one spoilery little thing, because lots of people have already identified it on the interwebs. But that is Father Gomez. So you can suspect who he is aligned with, the Magisterium. Then there's the shot of this craft, which I'm not certain if it's the same craft that we saw Azrael traveling in or not, but it certainly has power to maneuver around in the air quite different than we're used to seeing things fly it's got four arms it looks like it's got weapons on it and Azrael and some of the other people that we've seen him with in this trailer are pointing guns at it can't exactly tell who's in there it may be someone that we know it may not be then we get a quick shot of Mary Malone again she looks like she's looking at something and she's holding this object up to see whatever she's looking at She kind of looks through this somewhat of a lens. If you remember, the title of the book is entitled The Amber Spyglass. Hmm, that looks kind of like amber to me. I think it's pretty easy to put the two of those together. We also hear Will saying, what if I can't come back? And that may be him walking across this great, again, kind of barren looking landscape. Very quick shot. And then there's a shot that just totally breaks my heart. Lyra grabbing Will and then putting their heads together, and she's crying. What does it mean? If you're a book reader, you already know. If you're not, I'm not going to tell you. It's not spoilery to say that something bad is happening merely by the expression or the crying or whatever. Then we see the knife being used, presumably by Will, but it breaks. 
I thought that knife that could cut through worlds wouldn't be breakable, but evidently it's trying to cut into something that can break it. And then a shot of, what is this? Is this an angel? Is this some kind of seer? What's going on here? Their eyes are very weird. Then a shot of Lyra crying and saying, I will find you to Will. So obviously this is the thing they were upset about in the hug before, or maybe not. Then a shot of, I think that's Pan, standing on a shelf. Then a shot of Azrael kicking a door down, and he's got these tiny little beings flying with him. The only thing that I will say to you, because it doesn't say anything about who they are or what they do, but you can tell they are allied with Azrael. They're called Galavespians. Looks like there's three of them with him in total, which I think for book readers is probably encouraging news. We hear they are but one arm of the beast. And as we hear that, Mrs. Coulter is looking around, looks like she's searching or trying to get away because she starts to run at the end of the shot. Then we see York jumping across this open area to get to another human and not just tackle him, but knock him clear across the area. And I guess to conclude that, one arm of the beast. They say we cut off the head. And there's a shot of somebody throwing a huge power switch. And it looks like there's some coils there. And then there is this group of people who get blinded by this huge light. I don't know if those are connected or not. And then a shot of Lyra letting out this scream, this menacing look, kind of a scream. And then we go to black and we come back on Azrael who says, and the rest will crumble. So evidently he's the one who's been saying that, but one arm cut off the head, all of that. Then a shot of Mrs. Coulter walking through some area and she peers up like she's looking up through some kind of vent above her. Sunlight's coming through there very strong. And then another shot, pretty big shot of, I'm not sure which of these aerial crafts we're looking at here, but it crashes to the ground and skids across the ground. And then a shot of Will and Lyra. And Will says, no turning back, I guess. And Lyra agrees, no turning back. Then we see what I think is Ezreal throwing another power switch and lots of bright light happening when he does that. We see a shot of him through the window and he's screaming. And then some kind of little creature that does not have wings, but looks somewhat similar to that vulture-like creature that we saw before, reacting in a negative way to something. Then a quick shot of Lyra looks like she's falling from somewhere and into a place that seemingly has some kind of weird energy going on or some kind of weird smoky effect to it, not sure which. A shot of Will looking in horror, probably due to Lyra falling. A shot of that Father Gomez character that I talked about earlier. It looks like he's aiming a rifle. A shot of Marissa, and she's in that same outfit that she was kind of running in, except now a hand's being placed over her mouth. She looks scared. Then a shot of Lyra and Will sitting on the ground and hugging. Very upset. Could be part of that same scene we talked about earlier. And then Will crying screaming and then it looks like one of those crafts 
actually almost like in outer space or somewhere in between universes or something, and a light flashes and you see this great, almost fortress-like place that it's traveling towards, and we hear a voice say, this is the final rebellion, and then after that flash of light happens, it looks like there's lots of angels everywhere around that craft, and you can also see what I think are witches in silhouette. So obviously this is the formation of an army, probably Azrael's. Maybe the fortress that you see there is the place where the enemy is at. And then we get the title card saying December 5th is when everything will start. But hopefully you don't turn off at that point because you'll miss the best part. The weirdest part, the wildest part. Although I guess if you consider that Roger is able to reach out to Lyra from the dead, then this doesn't seem that strange either. But Lee Scoresby is wandering around in a crowd and they make it look like Lyra holds a lantern up and then he shields his eyes from the light and says, well, I'll be damned. Lee Scoresby is back. Like I said, if you can have Roger there, you can have Lee. So where has Lyra traveled to where she can see Lee? A land of the dead, I suspect? Or is this part of a dream of hers? Like it seemed like her hearing Roger's voice was. You can make that decision on your own. But given all the weird creatures that we've seen in this particular trailer, I'm suspecting the former. And that is the completion of the trailer. And there were lots of things in these shots that I said, Oh, that's there in the book. Or, Oh, that's the fill in the blank. But we'll be back with Holly soon to talk about it in full book spoiler discussion form sometime soon. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts about the trailer that you'd like to share with the podcast, please do. I know this was very generic. It was more just a kind of a play-by-play than any kind of analysis. Let's hear your analysis. Tweet to at the dust podcast or send emails to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com. Or leave comments in the YouTube videos at Double P Media. That's youtube.com slash C slash the word double the letter P, the word media. Thanks for listening. This is Matt. Take care.